Welcome to Just Julie. I am Julie, and I want you to know how thankful I am that you chose to join me today. And now, here is today's episode. Today, I'm very excited to have my special guest, Terry White, with us today. Terry is a colleague with the Stillwaters. She has so much information to share. We're talking about parenting and teens today. Terry is a sexual risk avoidance specialist. She is a certified life coach. She is a health educator, and she specializes in sexually related trauma with preteens, teens, and adults. So stay tuned for this very informative podcast. Welcome to another episode, another podcast from Just Julie. Today, I'm really excited to have my colleague with me, Terry White. Well, I've known Terry for such a long time that the the colleague thing is really kind of fun, having her as a colleague, because I've known her since you... Terry, how long have I known you? How how long has it been? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe... 10 when I was 10. Okay, don't go about how much age difference there is because this this won't this won't work for this podcast. No, we'll have to I cut this podcast maybe, short. Maybe when I was 9. Maybe when you were 9 or and I was probably 10. Mm. <laughs> no. I don't. No. No, no, no. No, I think I was a teenager probably. Yeah. When we met. Yeah. So, or a preteen probably. Yeah. So back in Ohio back in the day and um we, we'd gone a long time before we mm-hmm. reconnected, but reconnecting has given us new opportunities, you know, and it's been really good. So Terry is, is a colleague from the Stillwaters, and I'm really excited to have her here today. Even though I'm, I'm in her house, with it's just, I don't know, have you all ever been in someone's house that you think, man, I'm so not on their wavelength? This is an Aggie home. <laughs> You know, have y'all ever been in with Aggie people? It's just, I mean, they got pictures of the dog in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got pictures it's on of the, the You know how you think, you know when your kids want you to put stuff on the refrigerator? It's like, and you do that because it's your children, you know, you put stuff on the refrigerator. People put the dog from the Aggie thing on here. It's like, what in the world? But, you know, I've been real gracious about it. I've not said anything about horns or anything like that I've kept, I've kept. <laughs> no not at all <laughs> so anyway uh it's been fun so Terry mm-hmm. I, you've done a lot of work with kids teenagers and parenting teens is not easy mm-hmm. any anybody out there who's has teens now had teens at one time you know how difficult and challenging that is in in this world today where things are so different, Terry, what do you think would be the most difficult thing in parenting a teenager today in 2023? I, well, I think that the technology that we have now is the biggest challenge mm-hmm. that we have with them. Because one thing is they are much more savvy at it than, than we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as a parent, we have to as a responsible parent, we have to stay on top of what they're doing on their uh, digital devices. And there's just, and it changes so fast. 
True. So if you don't have your head in the game with that and you're not staying on top of it, it just bypasses you. And it's just real easy for our teens to get stuck in some really heavy things within their technology world. And they've never known a world without technology. Whereas we, most parents that are, I would say, 30s 30s and and up, up, Mm -hmm. know what a world without the technology was like. But the kids that now don't. And so it's just hard for them to understand and relate. And so they... They, uh, they're just getting caught in a world that they're not yeah. emotionally prepared for. Absolutely. And Absolutely. don't always know how to deal with. And so if you don't have a relationship with your children where you can openly talk about the things that they're seeing mm-hmm. or that they might accidentally be exposed to, mm-hmm. um, if you don't, and if you're not being um, observant of what's on their devices or what they're actually seeing, some really, pretty serious consequences can right take place so right. yeah absolutely there's one word you said when you were you were talking and it's the word of being a responsible parent I think most people have an idea about responsibility we live in a, a culture now that being responsible is something that is not the norm Mm-hmm. And I just think it's it's a culture that has, has shifted in a direction that gives people a lot more leniency about themselves, which causes a problem. So when you think of being a responsible parent, what what does that look like? In a home with a child, with a teenager who goes through all the teen stuff anyway, mm-hmm. and knowing that the phone is going to be a detriment if a parent doesn't intervene how would how would a parent be responsible with a phone well um it's not easy it's it's not <laughs> it easy it is not easy i'll i'll start by saying that but i think um you that your children in my opinion need to recognize that that phone that i'm handing them or that iPad, or that laptop, or whatever it is, that is a privilege that they get. Mm -hmm. But it is not theirs. It is mine. I'm Mm -hmm. letting them use it. Um, So just based on my own experience with my own teenagers, uh, of course, I've got two older kids that really didn't have as much technology in their life, and then a younger child who had it from an earlier age. But also I'll focus on her. So when she had a digital device in her possession, she knew at any time mom or dad could say, hand it over. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't hers. There was nothing that was that we were um that was off limits for us to see on it or hear on it. Um you just and that it was not easy. That was not easy. Yeah. Um but that and t- the idea of this is my phone, this is my world, this is my privacy. No, that doesn't happen. <laughs> Not at right. our house anyway. At, yeah. at that time, at that she's time. grown now. Yeah, so she can do what she wants. But, but when she was in our home, that was the standard. You know, you. Right. This is a privilege, and if you abuse that privilege, then it's not going to be a privilege that you'll have. So I guess that was the thing. Just because yeah. you just have to stay on top of what they're looking at, who they're talking with. Um, because right. of the of the things that are out there. Absolutely. And you know, abusing abusing a phone is 
what, what, you know, what, what does that mean too? I mean, for our home, abusing the phone was this constant being on the phone. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot even have a meal without mm-hmm. a phone. Mm-hmm. The phone then, the, the teenager believes, has to be with them 24-7. Mm-hmm. They can't even put it down. Mm-hmm. It goes to their room with them, which is a huge no, no, right. no. Right. Did I say no, no? <laughs> I did. Yeah. Teenagers don't need that phone mm-hmm. in their room. Mm-hmm. Abusing it also is what, what are they looking at? What mm-hmm. apps do they have? And here's the other thing, Terry. These apps may look innocent, but there's deep levels mm-hmm. with these apps. So as a parent, when you hand a phone over to a, a kid, you have now embarked on a huge, huge journey of having to stay on top of that. Mm-hmm. It's a pain and yes. it's it's but being responsible mm-hmm. you know when i was a kid my parents i believe at that time um being responsible meant that i had to play outside under the street light mm-hmm. after a certain time mm-hmm. and that if i was off somewhere they could call another parent in the neighborhood and say right. tell julie to get home right that that was resp- i couldn't i didn't have a phone to take to my right. room and right. the tv only had three stations and at mm-hmm. 10 o'clock it went off at night because yeah. And it there wasn't was no broad, and it wasn't in your room. It wasn't in my room, and <laughs> there was, was there was no broadcasting. Yeah, anywhere. I mean, it was they they played a, some kind of something on the TV. Mm-hmm. God bless America, yeah. and that was that Midnight was the end. Of, or something yeah, like that was the end of TV for several hours. So, yeah, and I know people is like, what? Yeah. What is that kind of world? You know, <laughs> with that Jurassic Park? What is that? But that was what we grew up. But in. that's what we grew up with, and nobody thought anything about it. Yeah, never thought a thing about it. Yeah. So that's a part of being responsible. So let's let's flip this and go to what is it the teen is really looking for with a parent? What what are they wanting from that parent that they're not able to say or if they say it sometimes it's not very nice in behaviors or words. But that's what they really need. They just don't know how to tell you. Mm-hmm. Well, they need accountability. Yeah. Oh, the kid needs accountability. accountability. <laughs> oh, that's not yeah. a good word. Yeah. Huh? Not at all. <laughs> In some circles. But yeah, they need that. Even if they push back against your rules about it, they still need it. Even adults need it, mm-hmm. you know, um, because I think everybody's just like got their phones in their hands all the time. Mm-hmm. So they need relationship with their parents their parents need to not be so stuck on their own social media world that they are neglecting their children they need to have that connection they need to be communicating not just texting one another they need to be communicating with their mouths you know talking to one another yeah it is and it's like (laughs) oh so that so the connection because um someone told me a long time ago when i was raising kids like before I had teenagers, like, oh, you know, in order to maintain that relationship with your teens, you have to keep those lines of communication open with your kids the whole time. And so we tried to do that. And, but it's so easy now to just turn to our digital devices and not keep an active route of communication with them. So mm-hmm. you said the dinner table, dinner table is an excellent example. You know, uh, Dave and I are probably worse about this now that kids are gone. But mm-hmm. like when our kids are home, no t- no phones at the table, you know. Right. 
let's have some quiet time here or not talk, not quiet time. Let's talk. Let's, let's talk. Yeah. Let's put let's the get, digital devices yeah. away. Yeah. Um, Cause anybody can go a little while without it, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Right. Right. Communication. You know, that's, that's a, a word that covers a lot of things. And um, in, in my own practice, I'll have somebody write to me and say, my, my spouse and I can't communicate anymore. Mm-hmm. I know what they mean. Mm-hmm. But what they're saying is that we communicate. It's mm-hmm. just not healthy. Right. It's not productive. Mm-hmm. It's quiet. Nobody will say a word or it's abusive or mm-hmm. it um, just just doesn't exist to maintain a healthy relationship. So communication is it's there. It's mm-hmm. just not it's just not good. And I see that sometimes with parents and teens mm-hmm. is the communication piece is so broken Mm -hmm. a teenager can become demanding they can become withdrawn they can Mm -hmm. isolate Mm -hmm. they can expect things they sometimes I will say many times don't understand what's a privilege Mm -hmm. and that those privileges that's an earned right it's an earned thing that's exactly right you know in our households today, in this country, our job as a parent, legally, is to provide um, safety, mm-hmm. um, shelter, mm-hmm. food, clothing, education. Right. That's, that's our job. Yeah. yeah. In all of those, I would say there's some pretty major breakdowns. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not isolating any particular group. I'm just saying... That is a, that's a big breakdown. Mm-hmm. So um, I just, I feel like we've got to um, really examine that again and how are we going to stay connected? Do you think playing games at the table, how, that's old fashioned, I know. but No, I, but it's fun. It is fun. It's <laughs> a lot what, of fun. That seems to be what we do when, like when our, because kids are all gone now, right? But right when they right. come home, mm-hmm. that's what we do with the holidays, you right. know, we... Food and games, that's fun. That's fun. And it's just mm-hmm. good old-fashioned fun. And it's not, it's not digital. You right. Know? It's a, such right. a break from, from the norm with a lot of mm-hmm. people. So, yeah, no, that's great activity. Yeah, <laughs> games. Yeah, yeah, doing games. And there's, there are games that are specifically to open up communication. Right. yes. Mm-hmm. Because there will be a card that you pull and it will have yeah. a question on it. Yeah. And, and this is, it's totally to have fun yeah. and talk, yeah. you know. So, um, a lost art. <laughs> it is a lost art. And I will say that I enjoy the clock that's playing in the background. It's really pretty. Yeah. So, you know, it's just so you know, it's very nice. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> I'm not going to edit that out. Okay. Because that sounds very pretty. You know, it's kind of like my cue, like to hurry it up. Um, no. Okay. So, so let's talk about emotional, emotional connection with our kids. Um, I, I made sure I told my son, I love you daily, Mm -hmm. sometimes several times a day. Mm -hmm. And I still am doing that Mm -hmm. as he is 28 years old. Mm -hmm. And I will not stop doing that for as long as I am existing. But a lot of kids don't hear that. They don't see that. How can we nurture that, Terry? How can we nurture an emotional connection from parent to, to teenager because teens oh man they need it yeah well and they and they're not it, there's difficult times with teenagers but 
they have to understand that you love them. Mm-hmm. And it can't be conflict all the time. But there's conflict. I mean, that's just part of growing right. up, right? You, right. you don't, and you, you want some healthy conflict, right? Because you don't want to have a little robot that doesn't think for themselves, you know? Right. Um, but they have to understand that you love them. You've got to tell that to them, even when they're pushing back against you or your mm-hmm. rules or your, you, whatever you're putting in place to, to make your, your family stable, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. but, um, you, but you can't do that. I mean, you can say, I love you, but you've got to show it too. And if that means we're going to put our phones away at the table when we're having dinner together, mm-hmm. that's communicating something, even if it's not the words, I love you. Right. You know? Right. So just instilling good habits in your lifestyle with your family. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like when we were raising kids, the, um, before they could drive, you know, the idea mm-hmm. of going out with friends was a, and, and my older kids didn't have phones at that age. So this is a different world too, but we just kind of adopted the idea that they could go places with friends. That wasn't a problem. But you know what? They they still had to tell us where they were going, mm-hmm. what time they were expected to be home, who were they with, you know, that sort of thing. Was communicating, I love you, even if they didn't like it. Right. But also, we adopted the habit of opening our home. We told our kids, your friends are welcome in our home anytime. And that wasn't that we were on top of whatever they were doing the whole time they were here. We weren't necessarily sitting at the table playing games with them. We might have been in the other room or upstairs or whatever. But we wanted the home to be welcoming to their right. their their peer group. Right. So that they could have social interactions. Mm-hmm. So that they did know that our, our home was a safe place for young people to come and be. Um, and they didn't have to worry about, you know, hopefully didn't have to worry about outside worldly influences that weren't healthy for them, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I don't know that our kids appreciated that at the time or recognized it, but since they're adults now, they, they have communicated to us that they, wow, they really appreciate that because they, they recognize with their other friends, they didn't always have that. Right. You know, so they knew, well, if we can't do something at your house, we can always come to my house, you know? Sure. So just trying to cultivate that. Opening your home. Yeah, mm-hmm. a community of yeah. love and concern and care for whoever walked through your door, whether mm-hmm. it was a young person or the, or even older right. people, the adults, the parents of those children. Yeah. So I, I remember, too, growing up that, that getting to go into the homes of other people mm-hmm. was, was really a neat kind of thing because mm-hmm. you got to see how other people live. Mm-hmm. But opening our home, too, mm-hmm. gave me an opportunity to see the friends my kids were choosing right and then trying to just to kind of keep my ear to the ground about how that how that was going to go mm-hmm. but you know what parents it, it it's going to take time on your part yes. here's the other here's the other part of that though is now you have to invest in time to open your home mm-hmm. people are working mm-hmm. moms and dads both working how am I going to do this? How am I going to, I'm tired when I get home. Mm-hmm. I don't have the money to do that. There's all of those things. I get it. If, if you know that you can go get a few $5 pizzas mm-hmm. and a, some two liters, 
kids are happy. That's right. <laughs> they're happy. They don't, That's exactly they don't, right. they're not going to go back and say, yeah. wow, did you see that dining room table she had? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was really nice. And especially the tablecloth. Yeah. You know, their <laughs> kids don't care. Yeah. They just, they just, right. They just don't care. Yeah. What they do like though, is, is that camaraderie mm-hmm. of their friends and that their parents are opening their own home right. for other people to come into and step yeah. into that. And yeah. that's, and, and, you know, if you're going to look at it from even um, something to do spiritually for kids, mm-hmm. it's a great opportunity right. to show compassion to kids and opening your home. Mm-hmm. And, and your your own kids can learn from that. Right. That they will learn from that. Um, I, just, I just think that that's so key to um, having and developing a really healthy relationship mm-hmm. with your kids. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I do want to say so that it's not... Nobody misunderstands. There are homes that are full of abuse. Mm -hmm. There are homes where parents abuse their children. Mm -hmm. There are homes where children abuse their parents. Mm -hmm. That's a whole nother level. Right. And that's a whole nother place to have to intervene with things that look very different than what we're talking about right now. Right. There are situations where a parent who is not mentally well will do something to a child and say, I'm, I'm doing this because I love you. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's, it's not, it's not love. And, and every home will have to work on that one. Mm-hmm. But I think the conversation today is we have teenagers that are, are looking to the phone for parenting, right? They're looking for peers. Cause the parents are lost in their phones. The parents are lost yep. in their phones. So the peers become the parent. Mm-hmm. Now, let me say this one thing, too. Parents, your kids are not your best friends. Right. I've heard so many parents say yeah. that. Uh, That's it's, not my role as a parent. It's not. You know, my, my daughter's my best friend. No. No. I know you love her. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't need to feel responsible right. to be your best friend. Mm-hmm. And in the same role as, as father-son. Our kids don't need to be in the role of being our best friends. At some point, if we live long enough, our kids are going to be parenting us. Yeah. <laughs> now, Mom, That's come a back. Scary thought. Yeah, you're going to fall. That's right. <laughs> are you Are you home yet? I need to make sure you're okay. You know, that's going to come. That's going to come around yeah, for, for most right, of us. Right. Um, but I I just wish. And and there are homes. There are good homes. Right. There are kids who are thriving in yeah. in homes that are just full of responsible adults. Mm-hmm. But trying to avoid conflicts with teenagers is not going to happen. You're going to have conflicts. Right. Yeah. But as the parent, it is it is critical to understand that you are in a role that you're going to have from the moment that child is born until forever. Right. You will always be the parent. Mm -hmm. You have a short amount of time. Right. Very short amount of time. Short amount of time (laughs) to invest in them. And those first five years Mm -hmm. are so critical to how the child sees you and what you expect. Terry, have you ever been into a home where you can tell who's in charge there? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Many times. Yeah. Who's in charge? The toddler. The toddler. Or the teenager. The toddler or the teenager. Yeah. 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 Anything that starts with a T. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The toddler. The toddler's taking over. Right. Yeah. 
or the and, team. And the team. <laughs> and the, it, it, and so those are those times in 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 life of parenting that you got to know this is going to happen. Right. So That's you've right. got to maintain your role as a parent. Right. And and the other thing is if there's Mom and dad are together. They got to be on the same page. Yes, that's critical. And I think it's important too for parents to realize that they they're going to make mistakes too mm-hmm. from time to time. Yeah. And um not to beat yourself up about that, just be real about it. Sure. That okay, own up to if you lashed out in anger at your child or if right. you made a decision about something and then made a different decision like I this is not going to turn out the way I thought it was mm-hmm. so we we have to take a different path you know mm-hmm. because parents are human you right. know and we and we make mistakes just like kids do we mm-hmm. just got a little bit more wisdom under our belt so um yeah I mean I can remember times when I had to go okay I didn't do that right mm-hmm. I didn't teach you this properly but now I know differently and so from here on out we can yeah. we can proceed you know right. oh and yeah. i think that authenticity we talk about authenticity between adults but mm-hmm. i think it's important for us to be authentic with our children I too agree. when they're little obviously that's mm-hmm. totally different but when you got teens they're they're um, we say they're adults in training right? right and we're trying to help them get to healthy adulthood mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mentally and physically you know survive teenage years right survive yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. so um yeah. yeah, I think it's it's important for the authenticity to authenticity to be there. Yes, um, mm-hmm. and that the child they may not verbalize mm-hmm. that they are respecting that, but I think it in the long run you they're going to remember it. Yeah, exactly. They're going to remember so. it, and I so I'm so glad you brought that up about being authentic and genuine and transparent with your kids when mm-hmm. it comes to stuff that you've done, raising your voice. Mm-hmm. Um, ignoring or parenting in a way that you want to take it back mm-hmm. and tell your kid say mm-hmm. on that part I have messed up I am right. so sorry please forgive me it's your kids need to hear that from right. you they need to recognize you're human <laughs> yeah they they need to see that and it just it really cultivates mm-hmm. a, a very nurturing mm-hmm. home a responsible home a respectful home right. and that's what we're all looking for because right. teens are going to get pulled away from that with that phone. Right. So, well, Terry, it's been great talking with you today. This has been a okay. good, good topic. And if anybody wants to give us some more feedback on that, we would love it. You can go to stillwaterslife.com and find us. Terry's on there. I'm on there. Our other call, colleague, Rufus Merriweather's on there. So, because uh, this program is, is sponsored by Stillwaters, the Stillwaters. So, anyway, I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for joining us today. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by the Stillwaters. The Stillwaters is a service to provide counseling when you don't know what to do or how to make it through those difficult days. Buried beneath a lifetime of heartache and broken, sometimes help is needed to find the real you, the genuine you, created by God. Through the still waters, you can find the life tools that lead to peace and healing and happiness. Go to the website, stillwaterslife.com, and take the first step toward rising above and finding a better life. Stillwaterslife.com. Visit the website today, stillwaterslife.com.